0: I'm take one baby what's up everyone back again with take one podcast um, today your host is myself Sir Gregory Thornton and uh, we don't have a full band with us it's, <laughs> it's just gonna be a little, a little duet yes sir I'm um, between me and um, um But man, we are excited to come with this topic, this episode. It is December. The season that um, of of Advent, Christmas
1: time, gifts is is everyone's favorite time eggnog, <laughs> uh, chestnuts roasting over open fire, which Ch- I never been so- <laughs> I never been to somebody house that had chestnuts roasting over open fire. So, but but it's that time of the year, you know, the Christmas
0: catalogs for all the kids <laughs> to, um, um, you know. Tell what they want for Christmas and all that <laughs> right. stuff, but no. um So instead of doing a, you know, a um, like social topic or maybe a current topic that's going on um, in the world, um, we thought that as you know, two pastors of the church, seminary trained, you know, um, men, um, we would um, use this as an opportunity to to answer some theological questions mm. that. That maybe you have never thought about. Um, um, so much of our faith has just been passed down to us, so much of what we believe in has has been passed down to us, but a lot of us have never taken um the time to to really dissect and and ponder on like what we really say we believe, yeah, and and even why. So in light of Christmas, in light of Advent, um, um, the coming of of the Savior, we're going to talk about, you know, try to answer the question of of why did Jesus come? Um, why did He come as a baby?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what's the significance of 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 the Virgin Birth? Like like what's the big deal? Why did Jesus have to be born of a virgin? And even how was He born of a virgin? So. Mm. So to, I, I guess, go ahead and dive in, I, I want to maybe use the, um, use the framework, um, Luke 1 being our framework, and just to read a, a couple verses, which we kind of all know the story. But Gabriel, the angel, came to Mary and, you know, told her not to be afraid, told her she was about to be the um, mother and bear a child. Mm. And verse 34, Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? Mm. And, the, and the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Mm. So... Um, I mean, I tell you, just to hop in it, um, what's your thoughts when you think about, like, the significance of, of the virgin birth, um, Mary being a virgin and Jesus coming from a virgin? Like, what does that mean and what's the big deal behind all that?
1: Yeah, I mean, if I was Mary, I probably would have asked that question plus some other questions <laughs> because, I mean, that was so mind-blowing, you know. Um, I'm going to have a son, yet I'm a virgin, I'm not married yet, and so even that, even that uh, aspect, I'm sure was was mind blowing. But I just think about uh, the Old Testament. Mm. Like we can't appreciate the New Testament without the Old Testament, because the New Testament it reveals those fulfilled promises that were told uh, thousands of years uh, before Jesus was even born. Mm. And so as I think about the virgin birth, it's this highly anticipated event, but yet still this miraculous thing that is just really hard to wrap your mind around, humanly speaking. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's so. So what makes it hard to wrap your mind around? And Like, even when we talk about the Old Testament, what are you referring to?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think about. There are several passages we can look at, but one in particular, Isaiah chapter seven, verse fourteen. Uh, the prophet Isaiah is communicating his prophecy, and he says in verse fourteen, "Therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign." Mm. And what was what would be that sign of this this coming Messiah, this promised one that has been uh, talked about uh, long for even in even in Genesis three? What would be that sign? He said, "Behold." the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel or God with us. And so all of these different promises that were told hundreds of years before Jesus took his first breath as a baby in that that manger, God said, I'm giving you a sign, I'm I'm promising you something. And this was the sign fulfilled that Mary, this teenage girl, a virgin was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she buried a son who is Jesus. Man,
0: that's crazy. Um, even as I've been pondering like this topic, I I never thought to connect Mary, the virgin, the mother of Jesus, mm. being connected to that Old Testament promise. Mm. And like just even thinking about how God's word is constantly fulfilled. Yeah. Um, like that really builds my faith and my trust in the Bible to know that there are so many promises in the old Testament pointing towards Christ Mm. and they all have been fulfilled in so many um, different ways.
1: It's it's almost like, you know, you know, you think about Christmas and I mean, I'll be honest with y'all for so many years, even till now, like I still appreciate getting a good gift Mm -hmm. and, you know, Um, but getting older, the gifts, they, uh, they decrease in, um, in number, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I take some socks and, you know, button up shirt. But anyway, uh, but it's some of, you know, something about this long awaited promise gift, this, this present and that somebody has promised you and, and they, and they tell you, Hey, you're going to get this gift and it's going to be an amazing gift. But even a sign piece, he 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 tells us specifically, this is how it's gonna be wrapped. Yeah. <laughs> like this the color yes. bow. you know, this the size box. Uh, this is this is that gift. And so um we see, you know, Mary again, this teenage girl um being a beneficiary of carrying um our savior, her Damn. savior, you know. So that's that's pretty mind blowing, but it's so humbling too at the same time.
0: It, it is humbling, and it's even fascinating to like watch Mary's response. Yeah, like she didn't gloat and like walk with pride and say, "Oh, I'm the, like I'm the chosen one. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm the chosen one. I'm the one who God picked." You no, know, she said, "Praise be to God. Yeah. Like, I'm rejoicing that my Savior has come." Mm-hmm. And so even her being the mother of Jesus, like we still see her heart towards God and and um just 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 rejoicing that God is the one who brings salvation. I'm mean, that's amazing. That's and um so something else too man I was thinking about just like theological um like like um like why did Jesus like what's the significance of even him being born Virgin, man, I could not help but think about the um, man, first Corinthians when Paul says Jesus is the second Adam, yeah, you know, and how and how like this, like, what, like, what does that mean? How did Adam get into this um, um, picture, yeah? And like, you know, Paul wrote in first Corinthians chapter 15 that through the first Adam, um, sin and death came into the world, yeah, and you know, and we can just go back to Genesis 3. Adam um, disobeying God, um, our relationship with God being broken, um, sin entering the world. Right. Every baby that's born is so cute, got the cute cheeks and we all <laughs> love. But at some point, like we we see mm. that natural sin nature um, um, come out. And so for Jesus to be the appropriate um, and sufficient um, um, atoner, a of our sin you know he couldn't have that same sin nature yeah and so that's why um gabriel tells mary um you're going to get pregnant um you as the virgin mother and also through the power of the holy spirit Mm. so jesus is unlike any other man um, that he was born without that sin nature yeah Um, so so he can be the perfect substitute um, um for our sin Therefore, Paul says like, through through the first Adam came sin and death, but yeah. through the second Adam, being Christ, um, do we now find life and and joy and um, and just um, and reconciliation. Yeah,
1: know? I mean, what a I mean, just thinking about that, um, you know, Jesus being the second person of the Trinity, the Son of God, um, he's eternal um, and he entered into a time and assumed a, a body and a real soul and he permitted himself, he allowed himself to die, mm-hmm. like you said, to be the fitting sacrifice on our behalf. And I also think about, you know, like the whole idea of uh, him being that perfect sacrifice, even the agency of the Holy Spirit, like, salvation is by uh is by grace through faith and so it's not our own work so even him coming and, and conceiving mary it's nothing that mary did she just received the, the work of the, the holy spirit mm-hmm. and the same with us uh, in the christian walk like there is a sense that you know we do you know faith and works that's a whole nother conversation within itself but fundamentally it's it's all god mm-hmm. and so god gets the glory yeah. not man or woman that's cool that's cool so, man, it kind of,
0: I guess, switch gears a little bit. Our theme at Downtown Church during this season has been um, um, eager, expectation, yeah, hope, and the waiting. And we kind of talked about just, like, the reality of, like, we know how the story ends, but we are currently in this season of waiting, mm. um, fighting to keep our hope. So many different circumstances, um, so many different families and, and homes go through different things, but we all in the same way are just um, fighting to keep our hope, waiting, yeah, absolutely. Um, waiting. And, and sometimes, man, when we wait, even as believers, like, there's this sense of, like, of loneliness, mm. you know, we begin to feel like we're the only ones going through this, or so we begin to compare where we are with with, with other people. You yeah. know, we... Um, um Even hearing you talk yesterday during your sermon, uh, you said that, like, even back then, Elizabeth being barren, like, people thought that it was because she had some type of secret mm-hmm. sin, and so just, even how we all try to justify the things that go on in our lives, like, sometimes we can just it's just a big challenge to to keep trusting to keep hoping to keep hope alive and so one of the things that really i think encouraged me um and just even thinking about this topic and why jesus was born as a baby is the fact that 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 he is fully god mm-hmm. and fully man yeah and that can just sound so simple but like what does that mean for us it's the fact that Um, um, like he can relate with, with our day to day uh, walk, you know, and, um, scripture that comes to mind that I really just, just been reflecting on the past couple of days is, is Hebrews four, um, verse 15. Um, it says, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with us, with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are Mm. yet without sin Mm. and when I think about that it's just like man Jesus was born as a baby he grew up he was a teenager Mm. Um, his um, people say his father probably passed away on Joseph so Mm -hmm. he knows the burden of dealing with grief he Mm -hmm. knows what it's like to be and and an outcast and just and like even in my weaknesses even in my struggles today he knows yeah And he's able to sympathize with me, man.
1: Uh, What's your thoughts on that? Nah, man, that's, again, I just, the one word that comes to mind is humility, you know. Uh, And we in Hebrews, great passage talking about how Jesus is our high priest. You know, I think about the passage in Hebrews chapter five, verse eight, when it says, although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And so. We was talking about this off uh, off air earlier. Like Jesus could have just popped up, like appeared at 30 years old, a full-grown man, and that would have been, you know, mm-hmm. totally fine. Okay, here, but instead, he he took it to a whole nother level and humbled himself. You know, uh, other 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 religions would would say, you know, for deities to. To stoop that lowest it that would be humiliating, you mm-hmm. know, humiliating. Like it's almost a, a level of weakness. Mm-hmm. And so this, this passage in Hebrews telling us that he he was a son, he learned obedience. So uh he is God, and so that that's that continual state of deity. And so, but also he's he's man. And so he was like you said, he was a he was a child. You know, I got a two-year-old uh son. Jesus was two at a point in time. <laughs> He always perfectly obeyed, but it still was a struggle. Mm -hmm. And even the Hebrews author says he learned obedience to what he suffered. So here is God didn't immune himself from suffering. And so that does bring a lot of comfort in the seasons that we do feel alone. We feel kind of helpless and hopeless. And it's almost as if, does anybody understand what I'm going through? Can anybody feel what I'm going through? And Jesus says, yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I can feel and understand everything you're going through Um, But the beauty of him being our Savior is that he endured it, he didn't sin, that would bring us hope in the midst of our struggle Mm -hmm. and uh, forgiveness uh, when we do sin. And so I think that's a beautiful uh, truth that I feel like we don't really allow it to really uh, to marinate and to meditate on that.
0: Yeah. And man, the fact that Jesus learned obedience through Mm -hmm. suffering, it's like. To me, that's a sobering wake-up call for me to say, like, like it's okay to suffer. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like don't just run mm-hmm. from the suffering or in the moment of temptation. But, but Jesus learned obedience through the suffering, and it kind of brings me to like that next verse and. Hebrews 4, um, 16, it says, so because Jesus is a high priest and he's able to sympathize with us, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to mm. help in our time of need. And it's just their picture of because Jesus is the one who suffered perfectly. and mm. in, our, in our moments of, of suffering, and our moments of temptation, like we aren't alone. Yeah. But, but instead of... um. Instead of, what's the word I'm looking for, like shutting down Mm -hmm. and, you know, turning on Netflix just to, like, um, disconnect from reality. It's like, no, draw near to Mm -hmm. the throne of grace and get the help that you need. Um, Yeah. It just, yeah, man. um, So good. That's good. So good. But, man, um, this is it. Um, Jesus came born as a baby. um, Cried. Threw up on Mary, um, threw up on Joseph. Um, she had to change him, and
1: you know—again, even that he, like, he allowed himself to be cared for mm-hmm. by us, uh, by humanity. Mm. Uh, but all the while, he was ultimately in the care of his his heavenly Father. Yeah. But yeah, man, he was—he was—you know—he was a baby. Came out. He—he's a teenager. He—you know—so he can relate. Now when he get past thirty, you know, thirty-three, I not now, now he himly speaking, <laughs> you know, but he can relate to everybody, you know, whether you uh one years old or ninety-nine. Uh, <laughs> 99 and so and, uh,
0: but now I man, I appreciate you uh being on this podcast and sharing your thoughts with us. Um, y'all in two weeks we're gonna be back with a fuller team to just even um process more just just the ideal of Jesus being a high priest who mm-hmm. is able to sympathize with us. And we're gonna um, just maybe share some of our stories and like some of our struggles. So, in two weeks, I'm checking back in. Um, and, and again, it's just take one podcast.